welcome to Spanning the Spurs, a San Antonio Spurs podcast and a member of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. And on Spanning the Spurs, we talk about the players, the coach, and the opposition of the best NBA team in Texas. I thank y'all for joining me, and let's get started. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Spanning the Spurs with Corbin Ford. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavaliers Central, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, Knuck a Few Buck, Hashtag Lakers, Blazing the Path, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, and Thunderous Applause, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the very first edition of Spanning the Spurs. Spanning the Spurs, a podcast all about the San Antonio Spurs and part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I am your host, Corbin Ford. You could find me on Twitter at CorbinMBA. Make sure to check out Spanning the Spurs on Twitter at Span the Spurs, on Instagram, Spanning the Spurs, Facebook, social media platforms. We got it there. So happy to be on this journey with y'all as we embark on another San Antonio Spurs season. This first episode is a bit of a prime of the Spurs season to come. What to look forward to? The season begins in literally two short days from when I'm recording this. So, I mean, we're going to have Spurs regular season basketball right here, right now, very soon. But also a chance for me to introduce myself to y'all, you know, get to know a little bit of the person that you'll be hearing about covering the Spurs. So let's start with that. already mentioned my name, Corbin Ford. How many super huge NBA fan have been for, well, since I was five. Um, love everything about the game basketball, especially the NBA. I, 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 between books, I have this uh, PSP Go that I have just with the NBA 2K Sims that I'm always carrying around playing. Y- you name it, basketball's running through my head. Probably an unhealthy amount of it, but the ability to be on this show and talk about a team that has such a rich basketball history as the San Antonio Spurs basketball team that's exciting to me to be able to connect with y'all in this way for us to analyze each game together, talk about any moves we see happening, you know, before they come. The Spurs right now are a team in transition. They've won five championships over the past two decades, uh, 99, 2003, 2005, 2007, 2014. Nailed it. Yes. Um, but, you know, since the pillars of those teams have all retired, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, the team has been in, in a transition phase. You have DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, two stars who are definitely past their prime, don't fit in maybe the Spurs system, and may not be a part of the next great Spurs team, but are very good players in their own right, led by a group of really young, solid players that have the potential to grow and be something in this system that is still coached by Greg Popovich. 72 and the show does not stop for Coach Pop. So right now, the Spurs are trying to figure out, are we competing in a tougher Western Conference for a playoff spot? We had our 23 or twenty-three consecutive playoff 
uh, streak snapped last season? Are we going to move on and continue with that? Or are we looking to rebuild, retool, you know, uh, you know, let's see if we can get back in a return for DeRozan, for Aldridge, and kind of get young players' picks, uh, see if we can go from there to start from the ground up and build the next great Spurs dynasty. And that's where we're at right now. So I have three little storylines, three notes that I put together uh, from this preseason to now that we can kind of dive into and just talk about where the Spurs are, you know, looking into the 2020-2021 season. So without further ado, let's get started. So point number one. Is the Spurs preseason a precursor of things to come? Spurs played three preseason games this uh, preseason. (laughs) Preseason being the word of the moment right now. And all three losses, none of them particularly close. It was pretty tragic. Uh, Their last loss was just a couple nights ago to the Houston Rockets. Spurs shot pretty rough from downtown. And this is from a team that was fourth best in the league in three-point percentage. However, and this is important to note, the Spurs also shot the third fewest threes in the league last year. So although they're fourth in three-point percentage, that probably meant because they were getting so few three-point shots that those shots that they were getting were high percentage, more than likely wide open, high quality looks. Spurs in their final game against Houston was seven of 33 from downtown. I am willing to bet, actually not willing to bet, I watched the game. (laughs) A lot of those shots were not wide open in the flow of the offense rhythm three-pointers. They were just shots that were jacked up, fitting more in line with the modern shot profile of the, of the NBA in terms of the amount of threes that are gotten up. But for the Spurs, traditionally, that's not the way that they do that. And honestly, this was their worst game from three of their three preseason games. They started off their very first game the best, and they just got progressively worse from there. Game one was against the Thunder. They shot... 15 of 38 from three for 39%. That is not bad. Shade under 40, pretty decent. Next game against the Rockets, they shot 10 of 31. That's good for 32%. And then, of course, two nights ago, 30, 21% on 7 of 33. That's rough. That's rough. And there is something that is even more scary or telling about this is that who are the Spurs shooters right now? Last year, you know, you had this high mark from three, but you also had folks who could really knock down that three ball. Bryn Forbes, Marco Bellinelli, Derek White, Patty Mills, statistically LaMarcus Aldridge and Rudy Gay as well. Uh, Bryn Forbes and Marco Bellinelli are gone. Marco Bellinelli is not in the NBA. Bryn Forbes is in the NBA, but playing in Milwaukee. So you got two of those guys gone. And those were the guys I mentioned, players who shot three or more threes per game. You lost two. Derek White, he's been out recovering from surgery. We don't know when he'll be back. So until then, he's off the table for the Spurs. Now you're looking at Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, Patty Mills is probably your one bona fide shooter that I just mentioned from that list. Rudy Gay and LaMarcus Aldridge can shoot the ball, but Rudy Gay statistically is up and down from three, and LaMarcus Aldridge just, just adopted the three-point shot. Rudy Gay shot 33% last year. That's right in line with where he shoots. He can score, but as far as shooting, especially from three consistently, not his thing. LaMarcus shot 38%. The volume was actually growing, but like I said, he just picked up a three-point shot this past year in high volume. He's been kind of messing around with it for the past couple of years, so you have a concern there. Aside from that, you know, DeJounte Murray's not doing it for you. Uh, Keldon Johnson and, and, and Devin Vassell, your two young wing players, 
they've shown potential, but it's been a very small sample size. Devin Vassell's a rookie, so this has been his first time really playing and getting those shots up with the Spurs. And Keldon Johnson, this is his first time really getting playing time since the bubble. Not a whole lot going on there in terms of what to see moving forward. In general, the Spurs had some pretty rough scoring nights from three. Um, And they just had some pretty rough scoring nights in general. And this is where the preseason comes into play. The Spurs weren't stopping anyone from scoring. The Thunder and the Rockets both times had no problem getting their points up. The Spurs, by contrast, were having problems converting baskets. And the games weren't especially close. The closest they were was game one when they lost by 13 to the Thunder. The worst was this most recent one where they lost by 22 to the Rockets. Not super great. And unfortunately, and this is my own preseason take, I look at preseason, I try not to go too high, not to go too low. Half of it is, you know, getting players, especially young players in this truncated offseason in the uniform, in the system, seeing how it goes, while also trying to get the vets kind of warmed up, up to speed. You know, they're not playing too heavy minutes. You don't know what teams are holding back in terms of strategy, uh, rotations, and the like. So you can't really take a whole lot in there. You know, there's some, you, you want to take the positive flashes and go all the way with that. You want to take the negative um, outlooks and kind of keep them to the side. But, I mean, there's at a certain point where enough of it stacks up one way or the other that you can kind of take bits and pieces and go, wow, okay, this is where I see my team looking. And right now, the Spurs have had a few of the latter to go, oh, hold up. <laughs> this isn't very good. I mean, bright spots, Lonnie Walker's, uh, well, aside from, this past game, he played really well, but before that, he wasn't looking too well. Uh, 17 points in his most recent game against the Rockets. That's nice. Devin Vassell has been a shining light, in my opinion. Playing solid D, fitting in the system perfectly as someone who can, you know, shoot a little bit, rebound, play good defense, that sort of game. DeJounte Murray's been okay, a little bit of everything. You really want to see more. I've been impressed by Patty Mills in general. He's been a lot more assertive scoring the ball. But bottom line, Patty Mills is ideally a bench player for San Antonio. Not only just with the talent they have that's young that needs to play, but just in terms of where he is in his career right now. So, you know, the fact that he's taking these shots, great. You want to see a lot more of that. Someone who's going to be more assertive in that way. Aldridge, uh, aside from having some ugly shooting games, looks more or less healthy from that shoulder surgery. And DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan's going to do what DeMar DeRozan does. In his most recent game, 21 points on on 13 shots. Got to the line 11 times. Zonsi's driving and dishing. I mean, that three-point shot is, if you get any, is gravy. You know, he's been a capable playmaker for the Spurs since coming over to San Antonio. Someone who can score efficiently. Someone who can get into the teeth of the defense and kick out to good shooters. If he just keeps doing that, then he'll be fine. He, you know, even in the bubble, he played some of the, he's already been playing more of the three since coming over to San Antonio, but he's been playing the three and the four in some spots. That versatility is nice. Now, obviously, you know, DeRozan's a, a, a capably um, built player. You don't see him playing the four at all full full time. Uh, you wouldn't even venture to say half the time. But someone who can do that in pinches, that's, that's not bad at all. So you look at what he has and for how much longer he's going to be able to do that in a San Antonio Spurs jersey. But those positives and the few that they were are almost outweighed by the negative, which is that you want to see first Derek White get back into uniform. You know, you want to see more uh, Drew Eubanks. He did uh, pretty good this preseason. So you want to see more of that. Again, Devin Vassell, you want to see more of him. But aside from that, these other guys, you didn't really see enough of. 
the season's about to start. You want to see more production from these young guys that form the glut that you have in your backcourt. You know, the guys who will presumably be taking over this roster once DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge are gone. And I don't know if there was enough positive signs from what we saw in these preseason games to go, okay, you know what? We're in good hands. The future is bright. These, this young core is going to lead the way. And let's start this transition now. So that's something of a concern. But that's point one. And again, I don't put a whole lot into it. It's preseason. A lot changes. Now, come back to me in a week or two in the regular season, and more of this has stayed the same, and then you'll see some real concern on my part. Right now, it's tempered. Would I have hoped that the Spurs would have been a lot more uh, energetic, uh, in-games, exciting, more positive takeaways? Of course. The answer is yes to all of that. It's not what we saw. So we got to take what we have. What we have is the Spurs are going to spread. We have an intriguing bit of talent. We hope that the young guys can step up. We hope the vets can stay the course as long as they can. And we're doing a whole lot of hoping right now. <laughs> but that's point one. Is the preseason a precursor? For my sake and y'all's sake, I really hope it isn't. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Let's go on to point two. So my second point is for the Spurs, what to do about DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. DeMar DeRozan and DeMar- LaMarcus are two great players. Uh, let's say very good players. They were great players in their past. They're still effective players post-prime. However, they're not players that are going to make a major impact for the Spurs reaching the postseason. Sorry to break it to you. That's just not going to happen. So if you're San Antonio, you're evaluating. You're going, okay, what do we do? DeRozan's 31. Aldridge is 35. Definitely on the back end of their career. If you're Aldridge, uh, you're approaching that. You probably have one uh, decent contract in you if you are DeRozan. But it's not like these guys are just washed players. DeRozan's coming off of the season where he averaged 22 points, five rebounds, five and a half rebounds, and five and a half assists a game, shooting 53% from the field. And while LaMarcus Aldridge didn't shoot as efficiently from the field, going 49% from the field, he shot 38% from three on three attempts a night, really evolving as that high volume three point shooter for a big man that he's been resistant to most of his career, while averaging 18 points seven rebounds, and two assists a game. So there is some value for these players, and more than likely that value is going to come from contenders. But the question is where, and if the Spurs will do that. You do have to realize both of these players are on the last year of their deals, and so that's important to consider. For Aldridge, he's on an expiring contract, owed $24 million. For DeRozan, he is owed 27 after picking up the player option 
And so they both will be free agents next year anyway. So the question is, do you ride it out in an attempt for a playoff spot? Just presumably going to be in that seven to eighth seed that you're going to fight for? Or do you keep them around to the trade deadline and then offset them for any assets? You're probably not going to get a first round pick for these players. Just not going to happen. With the salaries that they're owed, you're going to have to have some type of return, whether that be an expiring or long-term money. If you can get an equally onerous contract for, let's say, two, three years, then maybe get a first-round pick or something attached to that. But then you have to figure out who the suitors are. DeRozan's been floated about going to Orlando for years. Aldridge, same thing with Portland. Whether those two teams will be needing those players come the trade deadline, I mean, that remains to be seen. There was rumors about DeRozan uh, possibly uh, being sent in a trade with the Lakers that the Lakers are probably interested in. Again, as we saw, none of that came to fruition. So the question is, where do you go with these two players? Because they're not coming off the bench. I am pretty certain on that. DeRozan has easily, I would say, the best player on the Spurs right now. And being they can play between the two and the four, initiate the offense, be assertive on that end, also one of your best playmakers, he has to start. LaMarcus Aldridge, while one can make an argument that he shouldn't and that you give uh, Drew Eubanks and, and Yaka Pertle more time at those starting spots just because of how long he's been there. Uh, and uh, next to Patty Mills, one of the longest tenured Spurs, also star value, all that good stuff. He's going to start as well. The problem is he's looked abjectly horrible this preseason. Yes, he's shooting more of the three. But over the three preseason games, he shot no better than 31% from the field. Now, again... And I say this, as I've said many times this show so far, it's preseason. So take it all with a grain of salt. But if you're going to have a guy who lives on that left block shooting the three, then he's not going to be someone that's going to be down rebounding as much as you'd like. So unless you're getting defensive boards from him, you're not going to get that offensive um, attack. And for the Spurs, that's probably better because that opens up the lane for your young guards to drive, for your DeJounte Murrays, your Derek Whites when he comes back. Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, these guys to attack and, and have more room to operate. Notice I didn't mention the one guy who lives in the lane, DeMar DeRozan, who needs that space as well. And since he doesn't seem to be adopting a three-point shot anytime soon, that's beneficial for him as well. But for the Spurs, you're in a, a weird holding pattern built around these two guys until you move them. This is definitely their last year in San Antonio. I don't see another uh, option where they come back, uh, whether that is because they're traded at the deadline or because they come back or because they leave in uh, free agency, this is their swan song in San Antonio. You know, uh, definitely didn't achieve the success they were hoping for, but they had some pretty solid years. Uh, Aldridge, a few more obviously than DeRozan. With that being said, if you're San Antonio, you really have to evaluate what are we going to do? Are we going to put these guys out, play them heavy minutes, sort of showcase them before we, you know, field offers? Have we been fielding offers from the jump and we're just waiting for the right deal to come along? Uh, are we going to try to talk them into taking more of a decreased role so we can give some more minutes to those young players? If we do, are we conceding then that we are not going to be attempting to go for the postseason? Because in this loaded Western Conference, you need to put your best foot forward if you are even attempting to have a chance. So these are the questions that San Antonio's consider, and they all start with DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. And so that is my second point as we look into the season. What is going to happen with those two? I think from what we see there, will obviously determine the rest of the course of the season for the San Antonio Spurs. My last point for the San Antonio Spurs ahead of this 2020-2021 NBA season is what are we looking for from the young folks? And believe me, y'all, there are some young folks. I know I just mentioned having uh, the big questions around DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. 
But the Spurs have seven first-rounders from the last five drafts. You have Devin Bissell, you have DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Keldon Johnson, Yaka Pirtle, Trey Lyles, and Lonnie Walker. Like, that's a lot of young talent. It is. Now, we have to see when these guys are really going to get extended time to play together without having anyone ahead of them. And then even when we do see that, we have to see some improvement from these guys. So DeJounte Murray, just show more. Um, whether you're playing on or off ball, what do you have more to give? Uh, Derek White, you know, when he comes back from injury, first and foremost, but being um, aggressive and assertive on the offensive end, playing more like Patty Mills has played this preseason. Lonnie Walker, I mean, he can honestly improve in everything aside from shooting the three. He can improve on that as well. But I'm saying, like, there's needs of improvement all up and down Lonnie Walker's game for as exciting as he is. Keldon Johnson right now is great, just off the jump, but he can always be better because he's a young guy, you know, and and, and that's what I'm saying. Yaka Pirtle can improve at the five, maybe bring uh, some more touch offensively, you know, as good as he is defensively and rebounding. These are just a few of the plethora of places where the Spurs can improve. These young players can improve, getting more time, clearing out the rotation. Uh, it looks like Lonnie Walker, you know, he was already kind of squeezed out the rotation last year between DeJounte Murray and Derek White. Now you have DeJounte Murray, Derek White when he returns, and you have Keldon Johnson. Uh, and you have Devin Bissell. Devin Bissell more so than Keldon Johnson in terms of that guy directly in front of you. So for San Antonio to reset and reassess, I think those are the two important words that they need to be having in their brain as the season begins. You already know that Pop isn't going to coach forever. So there is an impending coaching change. With that being said, you look at the Spurs team right now. Going to have a new coach very soon. Going to have two guys who are clearly your better players, but need to move on. In Lamar DeRozan and Lamarcus Aldridge. You need to assess and figure out who are the Spurs that you're going to be building around. Devin Vassell looks like a great building block off the top. Just, just a great player. DeJounte Murray. He's had a couple of years now. It's kind of hard to figure out where he is right now, right? Derek White, 26, looking for an extension, coming off these injuries, seeing where he's going to be. These are these are really important issues that Santos has to deal with. And quite frankly, it's kind of troubling to have this many questions before the season begins. But here we are. So for us San Antonio fans, it's a lot of monitoring. I'll tell you what you can expect on this show. We're going to break it all down. Injuries, any rotation changes, opening night, you know, games that are going down. We're going to be all over it. Uh, we're going to break the Spurs down. We're going to span the Spurs, as the title suggests. So I want to thank y'all for coming on here and, and sticking with me through. Uh, this is just the first of many. I expect to have a lot of fun. Win, lose, or draw, we're going to have a lot of fun here on Spanning the Spurs. So definitely make sure to follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Spanning the Spurs, you can find them on Twitter at Spanning the Spurs. On Instagram, Spanning the Spurs. Facebook, same thing. We are part of the Hoop Heads podcast network and there is a lot of great content and they are still growing so please get on board check that out as well i'm enjoying a few of the shows i'm happy to personally be friends with a few of the hosts of these shows and i can attest to not only to just good dope people but they really know their hoops so definitely make sure to check that out as well this has been fun we've been spanning <laughs> we've been spanning the spurs take care y'all thanks a lot i'll talk to y'all real soon If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. 
If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started. Now just about do it here for another episode of Spanning the Spurs. Thank y'all for joining me. Make sure to like, review, subscribe, wherever you find podcasts if you like this show. Make sure to check out the other great shows on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. A lot of great content going on over there forward certain. Where you can find me? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. And until then, stay cool and I'll catch on next time on another episode of Spanning the Spurs. And as always, go Spurs, go.